This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Factor. If you want to eat better this year and are looking for fast, healthy, restaurant-quality meals that are ready to eat and easy on your budget, Factor is the perfect solution. Sign and save right now by going to factormeals.com forward slash talk TV 50 and use code talk TV 50 to get 50% off your order. That's code talk TV 50 at factormeals.com forward slash talk TV 50 to get 50% off. Hi, this is Adrienne Barbeau and you're listening to TV Confidential. And Roberts with a reminder that our guest this hour is screenwriter and novelist Marvin J. Wolf. Marv's latest book is a tale of two rabbis, the third entry in the Rabbi Ben mystery series, Rabbi Ben, crime-solving rabbi who uses Talmudic logic to piece together puzzles. Rabbi Ben also knows how to pick locks, and he knows how to kick ass when he needs to. A Tale of Two Rabbis is available in paperback and for the Kindle through Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, iTunes, Kobo, wherever ebooks or paperback books are sold online. For more information on Marv Wolf, go to MarvinJWolf.com. Not only does Rabbi Ben pick locks, he also picks bagels. <laughs> he picks bagels. <laughs> go on. <laughs> Very good. Uh, perhaps by coincidence, Marv, uh, since our last conversation, uh, you yourself have relocated to the East Coast. Uh, how do you like life in North Carolina after so many years in Los Angeles? Well, I like it a lot. Uh, I'm not precisely on the coast. North Carolina is a long, narrow state, and I live in the western mountains huh. in Nashville. I've been to North Carolina a few times. I had a friend in Salisbury, and I had a client in Charlotte many years ago, and I actually did some driving in the Charlotte area, so I, I know a little bit of the terrain. And again, you know, just going back to what you said earlier, when you're creating a world, especially as a novel, as a work of fiction, it, it helps to at least know enough about the terrain so that you could create a sense of place and a sense of movement to move the story along. Exactly. So what I really like about here is what I what I didn't think I would like, which is it's I'm in the mountains. Yeah, these are not like the Rockies; they're not enormous peaks going up twelve, thirteen thousand feet. They're three, four, five, six thousand feet, and they're green. They're covered with foliage. Uh, I live very close to the famous Blue Ridge Parkway, uh-huh. and actually go up the street. I live in a canyon, and the main road that runs through the canyon goes up to one more cove, they call it here, an indentation in the mountain. If you take that cove and after about half a mile you run out of pavement and you're on gravel and then after about another mile you're out of gravel and you're all this time you're going uphill and going back and forth, switchbacks. And the last mile and a half is unpaved road and then you're right up on the top of the mountain and the city spreads out before you and right in front of you is the Blue Ridge Parkway, which runs along the ridges about 600 miles from Virginia to all the way up to the, the end of North Carolina. So it's, going back to our introduction, you've led three lives. It sounds like you're embarking on your fourth life. No, not really. <laughs> I mean, I've changed, change of place, change of pace. Things are uh, much more relaxed here, which is one of the reasons we moved here. Yeah. We being me and my daughter. Tommy, who I wouldn't be just lost without. Mm-hmm. L.A. just kept getting more and more people and more and more cars. And it, instead of going 
shopping and taking 10 minutes to get to the supermarket and 10 minutes to get back. And now it's a half a day's venture. It takes you an hour, <laughs> hour to get there. You know, you do your shopping and then you got to drive back. Yeah. Uh, and if you happen to go at the wrong time of day, boy, you're really screwed. Yeah, you, they, you, you really spend half a day on the freeway. Yeah, you could. <laughs> I, I, and I, I worked at home. I mean, this kind of overtook me. Yeah. And then the other part of the equation was uh, I'd lived there a very long time. But the life of a self-employed writer, even a successful self-employed writer, if, you, if your sole source of income is your writing, and mm -hmm. that is the case in my life, it's peaks and valleys. You get a, a bunch of money to write a movie or you get a bunch of money to write a book and then you don't get any more money for a long time until yeah. you finish it. And uh, if they don't make the movie, you don't get any money at all. So I had renewed the mortgage on my house a number of times and I was in a renewal period was coming up. It was a 10-year mortgage. And uh, frankly, I had no idea where I was going to come up with that money. Uh, and I uh, confided this to my cousin, Henry, our mothers were sisters, mm -hmm. and uh, by incredible coincidence, uh, Henry worked for many years at the uh, CBS affiliate, KCBS uh, television, mm -hmm. as the technical director. But that wasn't a coincidence. He also had a sideline. He was a realtor. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, you know, you're sitting on a million dollars plus. I said, really? So long story short, I got a pile of money for that house, mm -hmm. paid all my debts. First time in my life I'd ever been debt free. <laughs> my daughter and I came here and we bought a house for uh, as nice as the one we had, maybe a little nicer, yeah. and uh, paid cash. Yeah. I had enough left to buy some groceries. Yeah. Cost of living is a little cheaper in Nashville, North Carolina than it is in Los Angeles. That I know. But uh... Well, it, it is except for the day-to-day -day things. Yeah. Electricity is more expensive here. Yeah. Food is more expensive. Gasoline is much cheaper because we don't have the taxes that uh, California does. Clothing is a little more expensive because everything has to be hauled up on the highways. That's true. Up here. Fresh local food is very good. We're in a farming area, and they have really, really good restaurants here. We're still looking for a wonderful Chinese restaurant. There are some good ones, <laughs> but, but no wonderful ones. You mentioned that you have completed the fourth entry in uh, the Rabbi Ben Mystery Series. That will be coming out uh, later. I don't, in... I, I don't know exactly when it will be coming out. Uh, I'm writing another book now, a nonfiction book. It's a big, big book. It's going to be 125,000 words, and it has to be done by the end of this year. And so I, I wouldn't be able to do any promotion on my new book until early next year. What can you tell us about entry number four, uh, Without Fear of Death? And what can you tell us about the project you're working on now, Without Fear of Death? Well, uh, I'll tell you what I'm working on now. I'm, I'm working on a book about Vietnam veterans. It's called The Next Great Generation. Mm -hmm. I took umbrage at uh, Tom Brokaw's book, The Greatest Generation, My Parents' Generation. It was a very good generation. I'll, I'll give him that, but I don't know that it was the greatest generation. So this is a book uh, of small stories of interesting individual veterans and more about what we what they did when they got home from the war than what they did when they were in the war, mm -hmm. although some of that is important too. And so uh, I've been traveling around and talking to people all over the country, doing a lot of it by phone. 
Uh, and in the end here, I'll probably interview more than 50 people. I'm going to use at least that 50 in the book, mm -hmm. but I might, I might have to interview more than that to get that, to get the right people. And it's been immensely interesting. Every time I meet somebody else that I, that might be a subject for the book, I'm really inspired uh, by what they've done with their lives. I mean, I'll just, I'll just give you two names. Mm -hmm. Lou Merletti was a special forces medic in Vietnam. He came back from the war. He went back to college. He had uh, a lot of trouble with the fact that people knew he had served in Vietnam. At that time, Vietnam veterans were kind of social lepers. And by the way, he's from Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. When he finished college, he was recruited heavily by the FBI and by the CIA. And he instead he joined the Secret Service. And Lou Maletti went on to a very long career at Secret Service. He had about 15 years in counterfeiting. But the rest of his career, most of it, was with the presidential protection detail. He saved President Clinton's life in uh, Manila in an event that has had no publicity at mm -hmm. the time. Maletti didn't even realize this happened on the anniversary of the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Mm -hmm. 30 years later, wow. and, and he became the head of the Secret Service. So that's one guy. Then there is a wonderful nurse out in Orange County, California, Justice Eileen Moore of the Fourth Circuit of California Appellate Court, mm -hmm. who was a nurse in Vietnam, came from a very poor family. She finished her, her military service, and by working very, very hard, she put herself through college. She put herself through UC Irvine. I'm telling you, if her, uh, she sent me a copy of her resume, if it was paper, I couldn't lift it. <laughs> and much of what she's done since she became a judge has been working with Vietnam veterans, mentoring them uh, in California, all over the country, well, most states. We have veterans courts, but they kind of were invented in California. And the very first one was in Orange County, and she had been working with them. And, and there is a particular veterans court which only sees combat veterans. So she mentors veterans. And the things that she's managed to do to look out for Vietnam veterans, but all veterans, uh, are just amazing. She's just an incredible woman. And that's just two. <laughs> out of what will be 50. So that's easily going to take me the rest of the year. Marv Wolf is a Vietnam veteran himself, a 13 years active duty with the U.S. Army, including a combat tour in Vietnam. His other books include Abandoned in Hell, the fight for Vietnam's Firebase Kate, which is available through Penguin Random House. Uh, he's also the author of the Rabbi Ben mystery series. Briefly uh, give us a glimpse of book number four. Okay, the title is Bride of Finkelstein. <laughs> With Elsa Lanchester. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, it's set in Chicago. Uh -huh. He is uh, blackmailed into going to Chicago by a very powerful rabbi in Israel in book two Ben discovered he had a sister half-sister mm -hmm. and uh, she is now studying to be a rabbi and this very powerful rabbi in Israel threatened to have her thrown out of the country uh, she couldn't complete her studies at that so if he doesn't go 
back to Chicago and unravel a shutdown, a charity that has been uh, running for a number of years. And uh, it raises money to send students to Israel to become to study to become rabbis. And the, the individuals who are sent are chosen carefully. And this, this other rabbi, who was the uh, rabbi emeritus of a very large synagogue in uh, suburban Chicago in a mythical town called Steins, because all the founders were, you know, Finkelstein. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, <laughs> he, he had been recently murdered under uh, strange circumstances, hit and run. And so Ben is sent back there to shut down this charity, uh, forward the proceeds and all the records and so forth back to Israel. Hijinks ensue. You can read about those hijinks in 2019 when writer Finkelstein will be released. In the meantime, a tale of two rabbis for whom the chauffeur blows and a scribe dies in Brooklyn. The first three entries of the Rabbi Ben mystery series. They're available in paperback and in ebook form for more information on Marvin J. Wolf, marvinjwolf.com. Marv, always a pleasure to talk to you. Look forward to our next conversation. Oh, likewise. Good to hear from you. Keep them warm. <laughs> there you go. One more item if you're like me and want to eat better this year. Our friends at Factor have more than 35 inexpensive, pre-prepared, ready-to-heat and ready-to-eat, chef-crafted, restaurant-quality, and dietitian approved meals that will make eating better every day fun and delicious and your weekly meal planning a whole lot easier with no prepping, no cooking, and no cleanup necessary. Check it out yourself by going to factormeals.com forward slash talk. TV50. If you go to factormeals.com forward slash talk TV50, you'll find more than 35 different options a week to choose from that are ready to eat and, best of all, less expensive than takeout. Sign and save right now by going to factormeals.com forward slash talk TV50 and use code talk TV50 to get 50% off your order. Factormeals.com forward slash talk TV50. Use promo code talk TV50 to get 50% off your order. That's code TV 50 at factormeals.com forward slash TV 50 to get 50% off. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash TV Confidential, x.com forward slash TV Confidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first time home buyer, or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.